This is the First and 30 Podcast, the podcast that brings you the cliff notes of all the NFL news and notes without all the bullshit. Today is Saturday, October 9th, 2021, and I'm joined on the line, as always, by Keith and Drew. Uh, rough Penn State game that we just got done watching. Uh, Drew, how you feeling after that, and are you ready to get into some NFL picks now? Yeah, for the love of God, let's just talk NFL, because my heart was ripped out watching that middle school quarterback fucking give us three points and throw the ball two yards so yeah i'm 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 definitely ready i uh i'm ready to move on to the nfl and i'm feeling good about this week yeah there's a lot of fun games to to watch this weekend i'm excited to get into all of them uh college football is always like a slight appetizer that kind of tastes kind of shitty to me when it comes to nfl just because the play is just so lopsided a lot of the times but yeah that penn state one with that game was completely in penn state's hands up until uh clifford went out so pretty shitty to have to lose like that but hopefully hopefully your other teams can do all right this weekend keith how are you doing tonight you ready to get into talking ball yep definitely ready to get into some nfl after that penn state game uh excited to talk these games with you guys after we missed the recap show this week so it's good to sit down with you guys again and get into this and looking forward to some week five action hell yeah man yeah it's this has been kind of a crazy week i was on the road monday and on the road yesterday so that's why we're we missed a show and then are recording on a saturday night but we're excited to get into all these games hopefully uh give you guys some good picks and yeah we're gonna get started with our london game the jets at the falcons coming up right after this bounce if you got my fucking back, then just say Hell yeah. You're down with me and my team Hell yeah. You're fucking sick of the scene Alright, first game. This is uh, first time in a while we've had a, a 9.30 a.m. start time. Uh, the New York Jets are at the Falcons, but it's in London. Um, the Jets are two and a half point road underdogs, or whatever that means when you're at in London. Um, this one seems like it, it as as terrible of a matchup as it is. Is I'm actually kind of excited to to wake up and be able to watch this, just because you know it's two teams I don't really give a shit about. I, I kind of think the Jets have a little bit of you know some fun stuff to watch with uh, Zach Wilson going up against a shitty defense. So that's kind of interesting in this one. You know, I, I actually kind of think. The Jets' defense is all right, and I like I like the Jets to win this one straight up. Uh, Keith, are you agreeing with me on the Jets, or do you think the Falcons are the better team? Yeah, I'm on your side with the Jets. Uh, um, obviously, two teams here that haven't quite had the start that they wanted, uh, but I think they both carry a little bit of momentum into this game after last week. Uh, it'll be interesting to see two rookie head coaches trying to get their teams ready in another country. So I think that'll be fun to watch. Um, I see this as it could go one of two ways. I think it could be a low-scoring, ugly, sloppy game, or we could get a shootout with two not really good teams. Um, we see we see that happen from time to time. But Falcons are going to be without Calvin Ridley and Russell Gage this week, so we should get a heavy dose of Kyle Pitts. Their defense continues to struggle, and I think the Jets had a big win last week. It looked like Zach Wilson gained some confidence back, so I think that he really needed that game personally to kind of get that monkey off his back at his first win, so to speak. So uh, for those reasons, I'm going to go ahead and roll with the Jets. Right on. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I liked what I saw out of the Jets last week. Um, 
I mean, there's nothing better for a rookie quarterback than to get to go up against the Titans secondary. I mean, they're, they'll make anybody, they'll give anybody confidence. Uh, Drew, are you going to make it a clean sweep on the Jets, or do you think the Falcons can get this done? Well, originally I was picking the Falcons uh, earlier in the week, and then as the week went on, the injury bugs just kept climbing and climbing. You have a, an offense in the Falcons who are already inconsistent as hell. And now you have no Calvin Ridley and no Russell Gage, so you're going to be running. You're going to be leaning on Kyle Pitts, which could have his his best NFL game uh, to date. So that could be fascinating to watch. But then he's going to also. Are we going to get a big fantasy day out of um, um, running back slash wide receiver who's making making the rounds all of a sudden in the fantasy world? Is he going to come out and have a huge huge day again? Because uh, they're going to need him because. Without these guys, I think the Falcons could take care of the Jets. But without them, I think the Jets are probably the better play here. They're certainly the better betting play because they're they're dogs. But um, if you give, from what I've noticed already throughout the season, if you give Zach Wilson some time, he is making some several impressive throws downfield with some accuracy and, and some philosophy. So, like, I think a lot of Falcons, their front – in their defense is going to give him some time to get comfortable back in that pocket. And I think that, you know, Zach Wilson could probably throw for 300 yards this game. He's going to have yeah. Corey Davis, who I like as a sneaky fantasy play this week. And I also like Jamison Crowder as a sneaky fantasy play this week. I think they're going to throw the ball a lot because Michael Carter hasn't really got going. Now he had his first touchdown last week, but he's still not really getting going and living up to the hype, the preseason hype that he came in with. So, um, as you said earlier, too, Kev, uh, Jets' defense is half decent, and um, the Falcons are just they're a sputtering mess. Their defense is terrible. Uh, they, they don't get takeaways. They're 25th in the NFL in takeaways. It's, it's, so it, it's not a good recipe, and, and it's a neutral field. Okay? They're both having to travel to London, both a far distance playing in Wembley. So to me, uh, I think the Jets could uh, could take this game, and I am going to pick the Jets, and we are going to make it a Queen's a, clean sweep on this show right on man yeah i, I mean the fa- the falcons defense plus with their offensive line as bad as it is the jets can get after the pass ru- passer with their pass rushers so yeah I, I mean who the hell would have thought a few weeks ago if all three of us would have been on the jets but yeah here we are um okay moving into the one o'clock games the this one's a really fun one uh the green bay packers travel to the cincinnati Bengals. this this line started off early this week at three and a half it's now down to packers as two and a half point road favorites um i'm intrigued to watch this game and see what happens here because part of me wants to pick the Bengals. i i i, I don't know i i think i'm gonna stick with green bay but there's something about the Bengals that I, they feel a little frisky to me. Drew, who are you on in this one? Are you on the pack or uh, are you going to go with the Bengals? Yeah, so this one I've been rattling my brain all week on because it's one of the best bets that you can make this weekend in terms of like payout because it, it is the, the lines are so good here. Um, I've been struggling with it a lot because Joe Burrow went off last week in the second half and he showed us what he is really capable of. Um but this week, he's not going to play against Trevor Lawrence, okay? Yep. And he's not going to play against a, a really, really bad uh, defense, even though right now Packers' defense and secondary are really banged up. So he could have success there. But he's going against Aaron Rodgers, who 
can very much keep Green Bay in this game. So this game is it, honestly, it's a pick 'em for me, and it's a tough one. It wouldn't surprise me if the Bengals won, but I just have a hard time going against the, the veteran Aaron Rodgers in this game, and I, I do think they end up pulling it out, but I think it is going to be very close. Um, they, they're going to have Devontae Adams. It looks like Randall Cobb is emerging again all of a sudden. They're going to have some run game going with um, uh, with Jones. And even though the Bengals have been pretty good this year about stopping the run, they're not good stopping the pass. Yep. And Aaron Rodgers, I think, can have his way with the Bengals. And I think Joey B, Joey B can have a good game against, especially for fantasy, against this depleted Packers defense. But I think in the end, when the, when the game is on the line, I want the ball in Aaron Rodgers' hands, and I think that's what will happen, and therefore that's why I'm picking the Packers uh, to win a close game here. Right on. Yeah. Uh, Keith, I, I, I would imagine you're going to be on the pack as well. We're going to have two clean sweeps in a row. Yeah, uh, like you said, I think this, this is going to be a fun one. I think it's going to be one of those, you know, start them if you got them uh, type of fantasy games. Uh, two teams both coming in white hot. You got to love the way the Packers have recovered from that week one game. Uh, Rodgers is looking like Rodgers. I feel like the defense has outperformed expectations. They did sign Dylan Smith this week. Uh, it was cut by the Cowboys. I doubt we see much of him. Um, the bad news is they did place their best corner. Alexander on IR today, which is going to open things up for Joe Burrow in that passing game, no doubt. Uh, we saw the Bengals team pull one out last week against the lowly Jags. It took them a little bit to get going in that game, and I think if, if they take that long to get going this week, they, they could find themselves down by like three touchdowns before they even know what hit them. So um, I do like what the Bengals have been doing so far this season. I like the start that they're off to, but I'm going to ride with the Packers for this one. Yeah, that's really what what it comes down to for me. The the first half performance last week, although I did like the grit that they showed in the second half and came out and you know just went right down the field and got right back in that game. But I agree, if they're not able to start hot, if they get behind in this game, I think Rodgers is just going to truck them. Um, but it'll be fun to see how this one goes. Um, next game, man, Detroit Lions, 10-point underdogs on the road in Minnesota. I hate to say it, but I, my 10-win prediction for the Lions is uh, pretty far off right now. Um, yeah, it's it's that Baltimore Ravens game. I don't think they're, they're going to recover from that, and I think that they're in for a really long season. And, you know, it's a shame just because I, I feel like they've got a little bit of a culture in the building there. It's just they don't have a ton of talent. And, yeah, I think it's I think they're in for a world of hurt in Minnesota. Their defense is very bad, and I think Dalvin Cook's going to get going in this game. Keith, um, are you picking the Vikings as well? Yeah, I'm going to roll with the Vikings. Um, the Lions sure have been fun to try to predict this year. <laughs> they got absolutely they got absolutely smacked last week by the Bears. Uh, almost gave up 400 yards to that offense, who only had one passing yard the week before that. So that was impressive. Um, all I know is, like, whoever you have on your Minnesota, like, fantasy-wise, just fire them up, especially whoever gets to start at running back. Looks like Dalvin Cook might be a game-time decision. If he doesn't go, Alexander Madison is a smash-button start, no doubt. Uh, we saw the Bears get shut down by Cleveland, um, and then they went off against this Detroit defense. Now, now it's the Vikings' turn this week. Uh, they, had a, they had a rough week last week against Cleveland. I think they can turn it around this week going up against that Detroit defense. So this Minnesota offense was red hot before hitting that Cleveland defense last week, so I really expect them to pick up where they left off. I don't think the Lions have enough firepower to hang with them, so I'll definitely go with the Vikings this week. Yeah, I think, you know, that – 
that Detroit defense, I think, is going to be willing to give up lots of yardage through the on the ground and through the air. Drew, do you like Cousins this week as a streamer at quarterback if he's still available? Yeah, it's a great matchup for, for Kirk Cousins, and he's been playing lights out anyway lately. So, I mean, just keep riding that hot hand. So if he is available, which – Honestly, I don't. I, I would be surprised he is in your league at this point because he's been putting up some nice, nice fantasy numbers. Uh, yeah, he's a great stream this week. Um, definitely interested in to see if Dalvin Cook plays because I have a lot of Alice, uh, Alexander Madison stock, and he did pretty well the last time he had to come in for Dalvin Cook. And this matchup is juicy for the run game. So uh, I'm going with uh, Minnesota here as well. I'm not going to overthink this. I just think they're 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 the better team right now. Detroit is reeling. Um, they're playing some undisciplined football. They have fumble issues. I think it's not a culture issue. Um, Dan Campbell seems to be um, doing as, as best he can for what he's what he's got. But I think that uh, the Vikings are just going to overpower the Lions here, and we don't need to get cute and take the, take the Vikings here. Yep, Vikings all day. So that's another one that we're all on. Um, Next one, this will be interesting to see where you guys fall on this one. The Denver Broncos are one-and-a-half-point uh, road favorites in Pittsburgh. Shows really how far that Big Ben has fallen. I think that's 100% what the reflection on this line is. I don't even know who is uh, Locke or Bridgewater starting this week. I don't, I don't even, I'm not even sure, but um, if it's Bridgewater, I kind of like the Broncos, but if it's, it is Bridgewater, okay. Um with Bridgewater, I, I, I guess I'm going to go Broncos on the road. I don't love it just because I don't love what – I don't think the Broncos showed anything last week against the Ravens that made me think that they were better than the team that beat a bunch of shitty teams. But I also really don't like anything I'm seeing out of Big Ben, so I think he's completely washed. So I'm going to go Broncos. Drew, um, are you going to go Broncos as well? I think I have to. I mean, the Broncos' defense is going to be able to hang with Pittsburgh's offense. And think about this. Pittsburgh's offense, what's their worst attribute? It's that offensive line. They have no run game. Denver has a great defensive line. They're going to have causing havoc to Big Ben all game long. He's going to have to continue to throw these short little eater – intermediate check down routes all the time i think harris is a fine play for fantasy wise he'll get his touches um just for that fact alone but i you know as you mentioned earlier which is a great point if drew lock was playing in this game i would have my reservations because i'm not a drew lock believer i think teddy bridgewater no doesn't do anything stellar um, I think he keeps the game in check. He eliminates the turnovers, and he keeps you in the game. He allows the defense to do what they do. Uh, they're able to get the run game going and, and leverage off of that. Um, so if Bridgewater is playing, like I think we know that he is, I, I think I have to go with Denver here. They are the better, well-rounded team. Um, now, Denver is beat up. They don't, they're not going to have Court and Sutton in this game, I think. I think he's out as well. So they are a little beat up, but I think they have enough firepower to stay in this game. I do believe it's a low-scoring game, probably like 21-13, somewhere around there. So, But I, I think my gut's going to go Denver here, even though Pittsburgh can be tough at home. Uh, I just feel like they're really, really struggling, and it seems to be going backwards. And Big Ben is just stagnant as all hell. And does he just looks like a pile of garbage back there, unable to move, can't really do anything. Uh, I think he has a hip injury. Uh, it's just it, he looks like a wounded duck back there, honestly. And I think Denver is going to feast on that. 
Right on. Yeah, that's the, the biggest reason why I'm going Denver is just I really don't like Ben. I think he's I think he's completely cooked and, um, you know, but it, it, this one, this is a game that I'm definitely not going to put on at all. Like it, it may pop up on red zone at times, but I'm definitely not actively looking to watch this game. Keith, are you going to clean sweep it on the Broncos as well? Or do you have any faith in that Pittsburgh team? Yeah, the, the Broncos were definitely disappointing last week to me and losing at home to the Ravens against the first real opponent that they saw this year. Um, looks like they're going to get Teddy B back, but like Drew said, probably without Cortland Sutton. They're quickly running out of weapons over there. They had a lot to start the season, and they are thinning out quickly to start this year. Uh, looks like the Steelers are going to have their full complement of weapons back, however. Um, going against the secondary, they'll definitely need them. Last week, they didn't get a whole lot done again on, on offense against a weaker Green Bay unit. Um, I think it's going to be a low-scoring game also. Tough defense, close down the stretch probably, but something's just telling me to take the Steelers here at home. So I'm going to be against you guys. Right on. I, I mean, I, I like that just just because, I mean, I, I think this is a matchup of two shitty teams. Like, I, I don't really love the Broncos this year. I, they started off – it was like, okay, yeah, the Broncos are 3-0, and and then you look at the teams they played, and then they, the first legit game they play, they get stomped at home. So, yeah, I, I'm not really loving it, but I like that Pittsburgh pick. Um, all right, so Drew and I on Broncos, and you're on the Steelers. Um, next game, another big, big line. The Miami Dolphins are 10-point road underdogs in Tampa Bay. Um, this one seems kind of easy to me. I think just Bucks all day. I think this is get-right game for Brady and the Bucks. I mean, their secondary is banged up, but Miami is not a team that's going to be able to exploit that. So, you know, they're going to be relying on the run, and the Bucks' run defense is very strong. I'm going Bucks all day. Not too much to talk about with it. Keith, are you in agreement? Yeah, the Dolphins have been surprisingly bad this season. I thought we'd get to see more out of this team. Um, their offense is nothing to be feared at this point. The defense is still creating turnovers, but they're not capitalizing off of them enough to win games. So they could very easily be 0-4 at this point. Um, on the other side, the Bucks. it's kind of uh, get back to business this week. they got a lot less distractions. Um, they'll be without Gronk again on offense, however. But, you know, hopefully they're able to get back on track this week. Hopefully some better weather for offensive scoring. Um, on the defense, they're super thin in the secondary, like you mentioned. Uh, Richard Sherman will be back for his second game, so he'll, hopefully he'll be a little bit more acclimated this week. Um, the offense of Miami is just nothing to be feared. Um, so i really like to see the front seven of the, the Tampa Bay defense step up this week, kind of like we thought they would uh, come out this season and dominate. But, yeah, I definitely got the Bucks. Right on, Drew. Um, only only thing that gives me a little bit of pause about this being a complete Brady uh, get-well game is he does seem to do poorly against Belichick uh, coaching. So, like, Flores going against that Flores defense, does that hinder Brady at all in this? I think it. I think it can be a proponent to this for sure. Flores is Belichick's disciple, um, and he does normally give Brady trouble. Miami it typically gives Brady trouble. Um, until he went down to Florida to play for the Bucks, Florida has given him trouble. So yeah. um, I think it's it's a fair assumption and something that we can definitely add to the lore of this game. Um, but you know, I really believe from this point on, the Bucks season really starts. I think the Bucks players and Tom Brady really had Week Four circled on their calendar. It's a high emotional game up in Foxborough. Uh, it's a game like un- anything we've ever seen. I think I was quite clear in my soliloquy last uh, podcast about that. 
Uh, and now that's over. It's behind them. They can move on. Their real season starts. Uh, they're going to be without Gronk, but they'll have Cameron Brait, who I think will get his his legs back this game and, and not drop three balls. Um, and that'll, that'll help them tremendously. And they're going to have A.B. and and, and Godwin and everybody else. Leonard Fournette is a get-right game this week for him. I think he can really count on Lenny um, to produce this week. And I don't see, on the flip side of the ball, Miami being able to do much, even though everybody in the fucking league can do a lot against this Tampa Bay defense, especially the secondary. Hell, they're last in the league in points allowed or, some, or yards allowed. I'm sorry, yards allowed. So Jacoby Brissett definitely can – can, can probably score some points here, but he is going to be without Will Four, who broke his finger last week. Um, so we also know, no matter what, we can we can bash this Buccaneers defense, but they're still stopping the run this year. They held New England last week to negative yards on the run, um, and I don't think that the uh, Miami Dolphins will be able to run this week on them. So I got the Bucks winning this game. Um, I, I think uh, Miami definitely has surprised us all in, in, in their play and just not being able to play up to par. And I don't think they're going to be able to get it going this week. I, I don't know if it will be a complete blowout, but um, I, I think Bucks probably win like 34, 14, 17, something like that. Right on. Yeah, so we're all on the Bucks. All right, we've got four more 1 o'clock games that we have to get to, including our Carolina Panthers, and we'll get to all of them right after this. Okay, next 1 o'clock game, the New Orleans Saints travel to the Washington football team. Saints are two-and-a-half-point road favorites. This is a really tough one to pick, I think. I, I Again, I don't love either one of these teams that much. I think Washington's defense has been nothing to write home about this year. Uh, the New Orleans Saints offense has been nothing to write home about this year. Um, I think I, I'm going to go New Orleans. I, I could see this game going either way, though, but I'm going to ride with New Orleans. Uh, Drew, um, do you like the Taters or do you like Jameis and the Saints? Oh, man, you're going to put me on the spot like that, huh? Okay, well, I don't really know, to be quite honest with you. I'm going to talk myself into it as we go here. I do think this game is going to be competitive. It's going to be very close. Taylor Heineke, I don't think, is getting the appreciation he deserves because the defense has been so lackluster. Had his defense been stepping up this year, I think we would see that Taylor Heineke is actually playing half-decent football. Like, he actually knows how to play quarterback. True. He seems to be confident and gaining confidence as the games go on which could really help him start to build some long-term momentum um we washington's pass catchers seem to be getting a little better each week yep it's just this defense so if if this defense who goes against Jameis winston who really honestly he's not playing well if they can just silence camara Kamara, Kamara, whatever everybody says it, they they have a real shot at winning this game, um, because without without him, I don't know who else the Saints really have except for the trickery of of, of Taysom Hill, which could throw this defense off, and that's what worries me a little bit. Um, but you know, the Saints are coming off a pretty bad loss to the New York Giants, mm-hmm. so like. The Giants are nothing to write home about, in my opinion. Now, Danny Dimes has is, is limited his interceptions to one this year, which is shocking, and, and he's running the ball good, and Saquon had a good game. All right, so you just got to think 
does Taylor Heineke have enough in the tank to, to beat this Saints defense? Because the Saints defense is what they're they're most improved upon, I guess, or their their bread and butter. It's not their offense. So yeah. I, I think I think I am going to pick Washington, even though I okay. I'm, I don't feel great about it because going against Sean Payton and, and expecting him to lose back to back weeks to NFC teams is just not something I'm in the business of doing. However, I just – I don't know. I, it's a gut feeling, I guess, and I'm just going to go with Washington and expect Tyler Heineke, Taylor Heineke to play pretty well and for them to limit the run game in um, in New Orleans here and see what happens. Right on. Keith, break the tie. Who are you going with, Saints or uh, football team? Yeah, I'll, I'll go with the Saints. I don't feel good about it. And if I think for the third week in a row, I'm going to ask you guys, like, who the hell are the Saints this year? We still have no, <laughs> no idea. idea. Uh, they've been the hardest team to predict all season, for me at least. Um, it's pretty obvious that the game plan is to play good defense, run the football, hide Jameis Winston as much as possible. <laughs> yep. It's going to be interesting to see if that changes when Michael Thomas returns. Uh, a nice weapon for him to maybe open some things up. But they are coming off that terrible loss to the Giants in overtime last week. Um, Antonio Gibson is going to be questionable with a stress fracture in his shin. Um, looks like he might be playing with that for the rest of the season, it sounds like. Um, but this uh, Washington offense kind of showed a little life last week uh, and the whole team really against the poorest, shitty Falcons team. I don't think they'll have the same success here against the New Orleans defense. Um, it does feel like another slow, low-scoring, sloppy game, but I'm going to go ahead and take the Saints. Yeah, this this is one that I would not be – touching like i would stay away from this if i was actually betting because i just I, I have no idea what to expect from either one of these teams uh the next team next game i definitely know who i'm rolling with the philadelphia eagles are three-point road dogs going to carolina um i'm all over the panthers i got the panthers all day in this one may get a little bit of christian mccaffrey in this one i i, I think he's doubtful but the potentially could be back maybe next week um but just excited to see the panthers defense um against the eagles i think that they're going to be able to shut down the birds and i think the i really like what i'm seeing out of the panthers so i'm going panthers keith are you going to stay on the panthers with me yeah kev those eagles put up a pretty decent fight through most of the game last week in kansas city for you i know you picked them as underdogs um Hertz threw for almost 400 yards. He hooked up with Devontae Smith seven times. Uh, Hertz has been balling so far this year. I just think he needs a little bit of help. Um, he was also their leading rusher last week at 47 yards. That continues to be an issue for this team. They just refuse to run the ball and control the game, mm-hmm. try to keep that shitty defense off of the field. Um, on the other side, the Panther, Panthers had a tough week last week against Dallas. That defense that you were talking about gave up 36 points. And more importantly, 245 yards on the ground. Um, The offense took a little bit to get going. They scored most of their points late in that game, kind of after it was out of hand. But, you know, I like this spot for the offense to get back going against this Philly defense. Darius Slay has been a bright spot for the Eagles in coverage. So it'll be interesting to see if he shadows DJ Moore in this one. But I think the Panthers are going to be without Christian McCaffrey again. Um, but who cares? You got Sammy Wheels Darnold. He's like the biggest (laughs) red zone threat in the NFL right now. He is. Five rushing TDs through four games. So I'm going to go ahead and roll with Sammy, and it uh, sh- should be a fun one to watch. Yeah, it should be a fun one to watch. The The Panthers' defense, that, that game last week changed on that fumble that was not called a fumble, which should have been a fumble. And I feel like that completely changed the momentum in that game. I, I, I like the Panthers' D 
I want. I'm excited to see. I wonder if. Uh, I'm not sure how much Stefan Gilmore will be a part of this one, but I think that I think they really think that they have a solid team that has a chance uh, to do something this year. That's why they're being so aggressive. And yeah, I, I mean, I'm digging everything about the Panthers this year. Uh, Drew, clean sweep on the pa- Panthers. Clean it up. We yep. Sweep it. I like I like Carolina this week. I like him a lot more. If Christian was playing though because he's yep. a game changer. He just is. And, and, it, and yes, it is true. Jalen Hurts is putting up some big numbers. And last week it was somewhat deceiving because they were playing catch up most of the afternoon. And they were playing the Chiefs um, defense. <laughs> and they're playing the Chiefs defense, who is one of the worst in the entire NFL. So the whole thing was a little bit deceiving. But that's not going to be the case this week. We have a team in the Carolina Panthers who are serious jungle cats, man, up front. <laughs> Yes, I they mean, are. They, are going to, they are going to make Hurts uncomfortable all night and it's going to make him throw off his spot. They're going to push him out of the pocket and make him throw in the run, pick up some yardage with his legs, and it's just going to be a long game the whole way like that. I don't think um, Stephon Gilmore can play because he was on the um, – Oh, yeah, he was on the pup. Yeah. He's on the pup until week six, but it's a great pickup for them. Please, guys, treat him well. We love him up in New England. I'm very, very sad to see him go, but I'm very happy that he's going to Carolina Panthers, who are this podcast uh, dark horse this week, this year. So all is well. But um, I think this matchup is, is a great matchup. It's going to be a fun game to watch. But I, I do believe Sandy D gets it going here. I think he can chew up this uh, this Eagles defense. I think he can get you another touchdown with his legs this week because the Eagles aren't really great against a run. I think they'll have enough uh, plays this week to get to get it done on offense. Um, and I just don't think the Eagles are that great of a team. I think the Panthers will score around 30 points and the Eagles around 20 points. So I got them winning by 10. Let's go. Let's round them up. Right on. I like it. Yeah, go Panthers. I'm excited for that game. All right, going from one jungle cat to another, the uh, Tennessee Titans travel to the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Titans are four-and-a-half-point road favorites. Started off the week at seven. It's now down to four-and-a-half, so there's some money on the Jags. Um, I don't have the balls to take the Jags in this game. If it weren't for the Urban Meyer situation, however, I would because I don't think I don't like anything I've seen out of the Titans this year. Their offensive line is a joke. Their defense is in the same situation that it was last year. They can't get any pressure and they can't cover. So if you can, if anyone is competent back there, can throw the ball, you can throw all over this team. I think Lawrence is going to have a big day against the Titans defense. They made Zach Wilson look comfortable last week. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to have the opportunity to get comfortable. I just don't like the dark cloud of the Urban Meyer situation, so I guess I'll take the Titans, but I don't love it. Drew, uh, do you have the balls to take the Jags? Uh, we're talking about balls now. We should be talking about Urban Meyer's balls and how he needs to keep it in the pants because I know it is October. And I know there's pumpkins out there, and the frost is on the pumpkin, but Urban, it's not time for Dickie Duncan. Put it away. (laughs) All right? We can't be having this nonsense. And I truly believe if Jacksonville loses this game, Urban may be out. Yeah, totally agree. I think think his his time in in Jacksonville is on a very, very short lease right now. And I think if Jacksonville cannot find a way to win this game— uh, we may see him uh, parting ways with, with Jacksonville and the honeymoon might be over. Uh, Jacksonville does have a very good chance, though, if they can get past all this 
circus that uh, Urban brought on um, because I think they match up well for this Titans defense. I think uh, Trevor Lawrence showed me enough last week that he is improving week to week. Uh, He is getting better, which is what you hope to see in the number one draft pick. I think they have enough weapons to probably get it done with James Robinson and Chanel and all those guys. And, you know, the Titans are just such a disappointment this year. But there is one thing that the Titans have that that Jacksonville does not, and that's Derrick Henry. And Mm -hmm. Derrick Henry is notorious for going off on Jacksonville. I honestly don't see any reason why that wouldn't be the case again this week. I think they lean on him again this week. A.J. Brown is going to be playing. Uh, Julio will not, so at least Tannehill will get some kind of relief with A.J. Brown. Will it be enough to get the ball down the field? I think it will. Just I think it's going to be a kind of a, a shit show of a game. I agree. Uh, it, would not, it would not surprise me, however, if Jacksonville pulls this out. But I just, for for whatever reason, I just can't can't pick Jacksonville. I just can't do it. Not after the week they had, their players in that locker room uh, are feeling a certain kind of way, kind of betrayed. Here's a here's a here's a man telling you how to behave, and he can't even fucking behave. So it's, I, I I don't think it's a good week for Jacksonville this week, and I think the Titans do just enough, just enough to get the win, um, 28-24. Right on, yeah. It's it's a sad state of the fa- of affairs in the AFC South. All, that whole division is such a dumpster fire. Um, Keith, are you going to roll with the Titans? Yeah, uh, another soft opponent here for them. Coming off that terrible loss to the Jets last week, they're going to have AJ Brown back, but no Julio, like Drew said. Um, we know Derrick Henry loves to destroy the Jags. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he put up 200 yards this week. The Jags obviously have had an interesting week of their own, very distracting one at that. Urban Meyer, you are scum. Um, he's, he's not going to make it. He's a yeah. sleazy salesman. He's not a football coach. The team is laughing at him, and so are we. Um, I really doubt that this team rallies behind him I agree. And, uh, and comes out this week for him. I just don't think that he's ever going to finger it out. I mean, figure, <laughs> figure it out. I don't think he's going to figure it out. So I'm going to go ahead with the Titans. Right on. Yeah, I, it's just it's such a shitty situation as a Titans fan to be sitting here with a team that they should absolutely, like, just on talent and everything going on with the Jaguars, it, this should be easy money taking the Titans, but I don't feel comfortable about it. But um, hopefully they can get it done because they've got a gauntlet of a, of a schedule coming up after this game. Um, all right, our final 1 o'clock game, the New England Patriots are 7.5-point road favorites going to Houston, which could be one of the worst teams in the NFL. Um, this one's I, I think this one's pretty straightforward. Patriots all day. Big. They're gonna. I think they're gonna truck the Texans. I mean, Davis Mills is starting at quarterback. Um, the t- the Patriots have a great defense. They're gonna make him look like an idiot back there. The Patriots don't even have to do that much in this game. This is one where I think just take the Pats, uh, Keith. Pats as well. Yeah, I, I think it's safe to say that they surprised us last week with the way that they played against the Bucks. Yep. I was very encouraged with their performance. Um, we were kind of worried about them a little bit. Um, I was more surprised with the performance of Mac Jones in particular. There was no bigger stage for him to play on, and he absolutely delivered in yep. shitty weather to boot. So 
I personally think he outplayed Brady, and the Patriots deserved to win that game. Totally agree. They seem to have opened up the playbook for him a little bit over the last two weeks and let him throw a little bit more. So I kind of like where this is heading. Uh, seeing Houston on the schedule is always nice as well. Um, they put up a cool zero points last week. So um, going up against that Pats defense isn't going to be any easier for them. I definitely like the Pats big in this one. Yep. Drew? I, I, yeah, Pats. Yeah. Yeah, I you know we could say the same thing as I said about the Bucks. I think the Pats were waiting for that Bucks game, and now I think they can, can go take on. a breath yep. of fresh air, get things going here, dial you know get that behind them and just move forward. I really was impressed with Mac Jones last week. I don't know if I can say that he played better than Tom Brady because that's just very hard for me to do. It's like an alcoholic saying he's an alcoholic. It's just very hard for me to do, but. Mac played the game uh, extremely well. He was very poised, which is what he's been looking like in, in, in a sense. And I was very, very happy as a Patriots fan to see him perform the way he did. It's just that Brady, he throws the ball downfield a hell of a lot more, so he's going to miss a little bit more targets. And Mac is throwing five-yard dink and dunks all game. But that's all he needs to do right now, especially with this game in Houston. That will be enough for this game. The running, the running game for the Patriots will get back on track this week. They'll start running the ball very well, and that will be a very complimentary game to this week. I don't see um, Davis Mills being able to outsmart a Belichick defense who is playing very well. Um, their their cornerbacks are sneaky good. That's why they felt comfortable enough to let uh, Stephon Gilmore go. J.C. Jackson is balling out. Um, they're holding um, – some of these receivers in the league to, you know, 15, 20 yards per game right now. So it's really, really nice. Uh, and I think that defense will be too much for Houston. I don't think we need to overthink this game. This is a game that if you want some easy betting points, I think this was one that you could potentially go to because I don't think that the Patriots will have any problems this week against Houston. Right on. Yeah, that one, that one's a slam dunk. Put Put all your money on it. There's no way Houston wins that game. All right, um, we've got four 4 o'clock games to get to, including Keith's boys, the Giants, and the Cowboys, coming up right after this. All right, 405 slot. Uh, the first 405 matchup is the Chicago Bears traveling to the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, the Raiders have some uh, stuff they have to deal with. Um, the Bears are five and a half point road underdogs. Um, this is one where I kind of, I, I don't know, I, I kind of am leaning Bears in this one, especially now with the stuff going on with Gruden. I'm going to do it. I'm picking Bears um, on the road. I think they get the upset, and I think Vegas um, I, I don't I, I don't know. I, I'm just going to roll with the Bears as my underdog pick here. So, um, Drew, do you think I'm completely nuts taking the Bears? Dub Bears. Yes, 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 I do. Okay. Um, I know we do have some problems with John Gruden. I don't think they're problems. I mean, Christ, I saw announcers agree, last week. agree. Referred to Saquon Barkley as thunder thighs, uh, which is a fat insult in the whole history of the universe. But whatever, it, we're, this is where we're at as a society these days. But I think they can move past that. Raiders are a better team. I think we could all agree that they are. 
Uh, David Montgomery is not playing for 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 the Bears, uh, which is I think is a big blow because Damian Williams isn't that much. Uh, he's not an upgrade or not even close to David Montgomery, so I think that hurts them. And also, one of the things that the Raiders have been doing very well this year, uh, surprisingly enough, because they've had some injuries, is that their defensive line is kind of causing havoc. Yep. Um, and we saw that the Bears' offensive line is pretty shitty. Yep. Um, <laughs> as we watched that game uh, the, the other week, Justin Fields was just – he was taking two steps and just already – the Browns were in the backfield. I don't think it's that aggressive this week, but I do believe that they give him enough problems to get him off the ball and off the spot that I don't think playing the game, the whole game that way is going to yield good results for Justin Fields. Now, we should see him settle in maybe a little bit more this week now that he positively knows he's the guy going forward. I think that's going to help his psyche. Mm-hmm. But the Bears, the Bears are what the Bears are. They still are a Matt Nagy-led team. I do believe that the Raiders are the better team. Uh, they have better weapons with uh, with Waller and um, you know and Renfo and these guys. And I, I just Derek Carr, honestly, he didn't have a good week last week. He didn't deal well with pressure, and we saw that. At, but I think he bounces back this week. Derek, uh, Derek Carr is still throwing the ball a hell of a lot of yards. He's still leading the league in yards thrown. Yeah. Um, Tom Brady is right next is like behind him by only like eight yards or something, but he's still throwing the rock a lot. And I think they can find success against this bear defense defense doing that. So I, I, I'm not going to get cute here. I think the Raiders win uh, like 27, I don't know, 21. Right on Keith, break the tie bears or Raiders. Yeah. So we saw the bears come out and get a much needed win last week after they were embarrassed the week before that kind of showed me a little bit of something. Um, Mm -hmm. They did a better job of protecting fields. He didn't exactly light it up, but he'd made some nice throws and did enough to get the W Um, like drew mentioned. Unfortunately, they're going to be without running back David Montgomery. Uh, So we'll get to see Damian Williams get to start this week. Uh, The Raiders just less than encouraging last week, like kind of getting their asses kicked by the chargers. Um, And now they've got this distraction this week. John Gruden feeling deflated. Um, <laughs> I know it's the Raiders at home, <laughs> but I, I feel like the Raiders are kind of like, you know, how you feel about the Titans when they're favored. Like, you just can't quite trust them that way. So yeah. I'm just going to go ahead and take the Bears as a road underdog here. Right Let's on. go. That's right on. Cool. Yeah, yeah. there's certain teams where when they're getting too many points, it kind of gets it, – it makes you nervous. They don't – don't tend to play that way and yeah the Raiders did that a couple weeks ago against the Dolphins and I expect the same thing here and I think the I think the Bears get it done um next one in the 405 slot this is a really good game and a really tough one to pick I'm definitely going to have my TV tuned to this one the Cleveland Browns travel to the Los Angeles Chargers the Chargers are favored by two and a half at home this is a tough pick I think um both of these teams could potentially go deep into the playoffs. Um, I like what I'm seeing out of the Chargers. The Browns, I don't love what I'm seeing out of Baker Mayfield, who has a torn or partially torn labrum on or something on his left side, a non-throwing shoulder. But, um, yeah, the, the Browns have a solid defense, and they can run the ball. So um, the other thing is the Chargers' run defense is terrible. So there's a lot, about, a lot in this game that's kind of 
interesting to see what's going to play out. I'm going to take the Browns on the road. I, even though I don't love the fact that Baker is hurt, um, I just kind of I think that running game is going to be able to run over the Chargers, and I think that defense is able to keep Herbert in check. Uh, Keith, do you agree with me on the Browns? Well, it, it sure seems like the Browns' defense that we were excited about before the season has woken up in the last yep. two weeks. Um, they've looked fantastic in those games, and they're going to need to keep that going against Justin Herbert and company this week, especially with the way that that offense has been looking. On you know, Like you said, Baker has looked terrible, still suffering from that shoulder injury. They're definitely going to have to rely on that strong run game that they have, uh, and they have a really nice matchup against that Charger defense, who is the fourth worst in the league against the run so far this year. So... Uh, for the Chargers, I think it's pretty simple. Just keep Justin Herbert protected and try to stop the run on defense. But uh, this offense has been rolling lately, but they are going to find a little bit of difficulty this week, I think, going against that Browns defense. Uh, I think that Browns defense and the Browns run game comes out on top. So I'm going to go ahead and take the Browns. Right on. Yeah, the Browns are kind of, they they seem like a, they're really a throwback team. They're like a early 90s, late 80s like, you know, ground and pound team with a solid defense. I I'm, I like them and, you know, we were we were on them to go pretty far in the playoffs in our preview. So yeah, I'm I'm I think rolling with the Brownies. Uh Drew, a clean sweep on the Brownies or do you like Herbert and the Chargers at home? Okay, so we were talking about this pre-show. This is one of the games where my gut tells me Chargers. And I've been getting five or six, seven games wrong a week um, going with my gut. So I'm going to say the Chargers win this game, but they're not going to win this game because the Browns are going to win this game now because I'm convinced that that's what's going to happen. We have to look at this. <laughs> I feel like I'm upside the, down. Right, you should because that's how I have to do this with, with these games because I haven't yet going a whole week where I got every single, right, every single game right. So this is one of those games where – Cleveland's going to be able to play their strength. We all know that Baker is not their strength. You just count on Baker to get you a, hopefully a couple good throws per game. Their strength is their defense and the run game. As you guys both so eloquently put, um, Los Angeles here has a terrible run defense, and the Browns have a two-headed monster at running back. So I, I believe they take that uh, and run with it. So – I'm going to go with the Browns here. I think their defense can hang with the Chargers offense. I think Chargers offense and um, the team in general had a huge week last week against the Raiders. It was a division opponent. I think it probably took a little bit out of them. Now, they did play at home again, so uh, you know that's going to help. They don't have to travel. But I just think that the Browns probably uh, are going to be slightly better. It's going to be a very close game, though. I think the Browns probably win by four points here. Uh, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go against my gut and say that the run game gets going for the Browns and that defense is strong enough to keep Herbert at bay. Right on. So all on the Brownies after Drew said the Browns, Chargers, Browns, Chargers, Browns. So we're yeah. on the Browns. All on the Browns. All right. Um, moving into the 4:25 slot, America's game of the week on Fox. Uh, the New York Giants travel to the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys are seven-point home favorites. They're cooking on cooking on all cylinders, running on all cylinders, cooking with gas, whatever you want to say. Their team looks hot. Their defense looks good. Um, everything says to me Cowboys, but I just, for whatever reason, Giants-Cowboys games get me nervous. I'm going to take Dallas. I wouldn't touch the spread, though. I think this is going to be a little bit closer than a touchdown, but I'm taking Cowboys. Keith, uh, how are you feeling about your boys, and are you backing them here against the Giants? 
Yeah, obviously loving what I'm seeing so far this year. I, With you, I don't like that seven points, but I'm going to take them to win the game. Um, the Giants, they got a much-needed win last week against a decent, what we think, maybe, possibly, so far, Saints team. Um, Danny Dimes had a nice showing, through forever 400 yards, two touchdowns, along with a signature interception. Um, Saquon got in the end zone twice, and on the other side, Almost one year ago to the day, Dak Prescott suffered his leg injury against this Giants team on that same field that they're going to be playing on this weekend. So emotions are going to be a little bit high for him. I think he's going to be plenty motivated for this game, and I'm sure his teammates are going to be there for him as well. Uh, the offense put up almost 250 yards rushing last week, and surprisingly, the run game has really been the focal point here over the last several weeks. Um, Dak's kind of been a little bit quiet since that first, you know, that week one shootout with the Bucks. So... Uh, more interesting to me, I'm excited to see this defense, how they plan to scheme for Daniel Jones' rushing ability and also the explosive play of Saquon Barkley. But, yeah, in the end, I like the Cowboys to get the win. I'm with you. I think it's a lot closer than people are going to think. These games are always – I hate watching these games. Yeah. It's something about the Giants. I don't know what it is. It's just the, every time they play, you just kind of never really know what you're going to get. But hopefully Dallas pulls it out. Yeah, this is what what's the cliche saying? Like a lunch lunchbox game, you got to bring your lunch pail to the game just because it's going to be hard work all day. But yeah, I, I mean, it, this one's going to be a close one. But I do love a lot that I'm seeing out of the Cowboys. That defense is just so fast, and they've got playmakers. Uh, I, I I don't know. I, I like them, but yeah, I think it'll be close. Drew, um, from a fantasy perspective, do you you've been kind of on Danny Dimes once in a while? Would you trust them against this uh, fast-moving defense? Yeah, the defense may be fast, but you're still giving up 300 yards per game. Come on, man. Okay. That's, that's, that's Danny Dimes all day. However, I didn't really think we'd be in this position going into the season where we'd be talking about the Cowboys' defense and how good they are. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, we're talking more about their defense than the offense. I'm shocked. It's crazy. We caught, They had one of the best offenses going into the season, and here the defense is the damn story. It, I, you know, it's crazy. Um, but this game, I'm with you guys. I really am. I think this game uh, is going to be a lot closer than what people think. I think it's going to come down to the wire, but I have Dallas winning this game. They, they are the better team. They really are. And so far, Dallas has come out hotter than a steak dinner at Applebee's. So <laughs> I'm going I'm, I'm going with Dallas here. I think the running game can really get going. I don't know how much Dak can do here. I think he's going to have a mediocre game. He's going to keep you in the game. But the running game seems to be the highlight right now. Zeke has run the ball well, which I'm surprised. And Tony Pollard that looks explosive. And that one-two punch seems to really – be cooking for the Dallas Cowboys. I don't think they go away with that this week. I think that's the formula. The formula is simple. They're going to keep that that offense going and that uh, defense opportunistic. So Danny Dimes likes to throw interceptions. He's been keeping them at bay this, this year already, which is a surprise. But Trayvon Diggs, he's a bad man over there. Yes, he he is. is licking his chops, man. I guess I'm, I'm going to say he gets one this this week. Uh, and I, I got the Dallas Cowboys to win this game. Uh, it will be close. I would not touch this spread with a 10-foot pole, but I, I do feel confident that Dallas will win because I know they are the better team. I really do. Right on. So all on the boys. Um, final 4 o'clock game. This one is also at 425. The San Francisco 49ers travel to the Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals are five-point home favorites. Um 
this this is a, another one that I had a lo- hard time picking. It's it's one where I feel like the Cardinals are the easy pick, but then I remember that Cliff Kingsbury is their coach, and I do not love him. I'm actually going 49ers. I think the 49ers in a, are in a must-win situation if they want to keep pace in that uh, division. They've had a week to get Trey Lance ready to go. Um, and, yeah, I, ju- I just think they need it much more than the Cardinals do. So I'm going Niners. Drew, do you think I'm out of my mind backing the Niners and Trey Lance? Well, no, 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 you're not out of your mind. That's No, you're not. But I'm not going there. I don't have the balls to do that. Kyler Murray is the MVP right now. He's playing yep. out of his fucking mind. He okay? is. He really is. And and the Niners secondary just, is banged up. Exactly. The Niners secondary is a mess. Plenty of points to be had for the Cardinals. Um, Cardinals defensive front is going to give Trey Lance some problems. He, yep. This is his first game starting, so he's going to have to make decisions. He yep. can't just run all the time. We saw that with Kyler Murray kind of in the beginning of his career. It's like, oh, look, he looks flashy. He can run. But if he can't throw the ball, no matter what, even Jackson, he doesn't throw a pretty ball, but he's throwing the ball very well. Okay, he really is. It, don't get that twisted. He really is throwing the ball well. We haven't seen that with Trey Lance. He's hitting wide open receivers. Well, my grandma could do that. So let's see what happens when he gets some pressure in his face, when he has to make some better decisions, quicker decisions. He's going to see that with the Cardinals this week. On the opposite side of the ball, you're going to have Chase Edmonds, who's running the ball really well, and James Conner, who's running the ball pretty well right now. And the plethora of weapons that these guys – Max Williams, for God's sakes. Who in the fuck is Max Williams? I don't know, but he's scoring tutties all over the place. You don't need to know who he is. He's stepping up for the Cardinals, and it's just now another weapon for them. I don't want to overthink this. I think the Cardinals are hot, and I'm going with the Cardinals. Stay with the hot team. Okay, I, I like that. I like all of everything you said there. I just, I don't know. I feel like the Niners, if they want to have any shot at the playoffs this year or any shot at the division, this is a must-win for them. Um, Keith, are you on the Cards or the Niners? Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and pick the Cards with Drew here. I don't love it. Um, it's just another one of those division games where kind of anything can happen. But you know. We get the debut of rookie quarterback Trey Lance. We know that uh, rookie quarterbacks have really been tearing it up so far this year. So uh, (laughs) as a present for him, he'll get to go play the red-hot division-leading Arizona Cardinals on the road. Um, We got to see him for one half last week. He only completed 50% of his passes, although he did throw two touchdowns. Uh, He showed off a little bit of that rushing ability as well. It'll it'll be fun to see how he looks with a whole week of preparation um, as a starter, but I do know one thing. I bet that Kyle Shanahan is going to have a better game plan for him this week than we saw from Matt Nagy when Justin Fields made his first start. So he's got that going for him. Um, (laughs) On the other side, the cards are are just hot, 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 uh, coming off that huge win against the Rams last week. The offense is clicking. Uh, We saw them get Chase Edmonds over 100 yards rushing. He is questionable this week with a shoulder injury, but he'll probably go. Uh, we're kind of seeing A.J. Green emerging as a nice weapon for Kyler also to complement DeAndre Hopkins on the other side. So uh, their defense held Stafford and the Rams to just 20 points, which was a pretty nice accomplishment, I thought. Um, I really just, just like the way the team is playing right now, and I, I think they keep it going against the rookie QB. Right on. 
Um, I haven't done fared very well when it's me on my own on these picks, so I'm not feeling very confident about that, but I'll stick with it, and uh, I'll be excited to see the Cardinals win by 48. All right, um, we've got the uh, primetime games to get to, plus our fantasy studs and duds, and we will do all that right after this. Okay, primetime games. The Sunday night game, this is a hell of a game. Uh, the rematch of last year's AFC Championship game. The Buffalo Bills travel to the Kansas City Chiefs. The Bills are two-and-a-half-point road underdogs. Um, God, this is going to be a fun game. I think that Bills defense is legit. However, they haven't really played anybody yet. That's the one thing that scares me is they have played the Texans, the, they shut. They beat the shit out of the Texans. They beat the shit out of the Redskins or the football team, and they beat the shit out of the Dolphins. But what the hell are any of those teams? Now they're actually going against a solid team and the Kansas City Chiefs. But I think that defense proves to be legit, and I think that their offense can anybody's off can, offense can put up points against the Chiefs. So I'm going Buffalo Bills. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. I'm going Bills on the road Sunday night. Keith, do you agree with me that the Bills get it done in Kansas City? I do agree with you that this is going to be a great matchup. Um, the Bills are coming off that absolute thrashing of the Texans, winning 40 to zip. Josh Allen kept it rolling. Zach Moss got into the end zone once again. Uh, Dawson Mox, Knox is emerging as a red zone target for uh, Josh Allen. The defense did it again, throwing up their second shutout of the year. Um, you already said it, man. They've only played the Steelers, the Dolphins, the Washington football team, and the Texans. It's kind of like that Broncos effect that we had last yeah. week, right? Yeah. Are, are they really for real? Um, I think they get a whole new animal this week in the Chiefs uh, at Arrowhead. So we saw the Chiefs have a bit of a coming out party last week. They put up 42 on the mm-hmm. Dirty Birds. Um, Mahomes threw for five touchdowns. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire over 100 yards rushing once again. Um, I mentioned last week that they needed to get Tyreek going, and they certainly did that. He had 11 catches Absolutely for 186 yards and three touchdowns. So I think this game is going to be really fun to watch. I'm looking forward to it for sure. Uh, but, you know, same game, same result. I think the Bills' D gets exposed this week, and the Chiefs get the win. Right on. I mean, I could I could see that happening as well. I think this is going to be a fun game. I'm excited to watch it. Drew, break the tie, Bills or Chiefs? Well, howdy, partner. Would you all like a fresh cup of whoop-ass? Because that's what the Chiefs are going to get this week. I got the Bills rolling all day long. First Hell of yeah. All, first of all, the Bills have a good defense. The Chiefs have a terrible defense. And the Bills now have uh, Sanders and an emerging uh, Dawson Knox, who is coming out of nowhere. Fantasy darling, I love him. He just has so many more weapons. Diggs is almost an afterthought at this point, and they're still winning games by crazy numbers. The Bills are the offense is probably the best in the NFL right now, just from a pure numbers standpoint. They are fucking rolling, and ever since Josh Allen got out of Pittsburgh game, he's been on fire. And I have no reason to believe that they won't be uh, this week. Who play against the Chiefs? Who are like ranked 31st in the leagues in points allowed? Yep. I know Mahomes. He's Mahomes. Stop Tyree, stop Kelsey, and they have a very, very, very good chance of winning this game because I don't believe that Mahomes can keep pace with um, 
Josh Allen and the Bills because the Chiefs just don't have a defense. And the way the Bills are moving the ball right now, and they're doing it creatively to all different types of playmakers, I think they just can't overcome that. Now, the Chiefs, they have the advantage of playing at home. That's going to help tremendously. Uh, and that's what worries me a little bit about this game. But I am so confident that the Bills are going to win this game. I'm putting a lot of money on it. I am going to bet and I'm going to put my mouth where my money is. And uh, I am going to take the Bills this week. I just think they seem to be on a roll and the Chiefs seem to be sputtering. And I, you don't see the Chiefs coming into the season two and three very often, but I think you're going to see it this year. Right on. Yeah, this is, this is going to be a fun Sunday night game. I can't wait to watch that game. Um, now, going to Monday night, this game is not a really fun game. I feel like this could be an ugly one. Um, the Indianapolis Colts are six-and-a-half-point road underdogs traveling to Baltimore. Um, I, looking at this game, it seems like it's a slam dunk for the Ravens. I don't know why I'm, I'm nervous about it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the Ravens. I don't don't know how the Colts get it done. The Ravens like to blitz, and I think that uh, when the Ravens are blitzing Carson Wentz, I think that it is going to create turnovers. Um, so I'm going Baltimore. Uh, Drew, are you on the Ravens as well? Yeah, I, I think I have to. I think the Ravens have shown me enough, and Lamar Jackson is playing well. He's throwing the ball well. Uh, Marquise Brown is starting to step up for this team. I, I just think... The, the Colts are a little banged up. Um, and as you just said, you took my line there a little bit, that Carson Wentz is terrible against the Blitz. And the Ravens are one of the most Blitz-happy teams in the NFL. I think they do it a lot this week. I think they put him against the ropes, uh, make him throw some bad throws. They better hope that Jonathan Taylor can get going because that's kind of going to be their only prayer. I, I think the Ravens should get this done pretty pretty easily, but it, it's going to be a lower scoring game than maybe people think. It's definitely going to be under 30 per team, uh, maybe even 20 per team. But I don't know. I just think the Ravens. I don't want to overthink this too much. The Colts have showed us what they showed us so far this year, and I don't think they have the game to beat the Baltimore Ravens, who I think is a top three team right now in the league. So I'm not going to get crazy and overthink this. I'm going to pick the Ravens. Right on. Keith, I know you've backed the Colts in the past. Do you trust them at all on the road in Baltimore? No, not really. Uh, Colts got a win last week that they desperately needed. Wentz was decent against that tough secondary of the Dolphins. He protected the ball, which is always an issue, it seems, for him. Uh, They got Jonathan Taylor over 100 yards with a touchdown, which is something that we've been calling for all season. That balance attack seemed to have helped them out, but um, and also their defense forced two turnovers as well. I think they'll they'll face a much different opponent this week. Um, you know, Lamar is coming off of a 300-yard performance against a tough secondary, which is a really nice sign for that team. If him and those receivers can get on and stay on the same part, same page, they're going to be really tough to defend. Um, we saw them also stick with Latavius Murray last week as well in the run game, uh, something to keep an eye on going forward. The defense did a nice job of keeping the Broncos just seven points. So, like what we saw out of them last week, I think they keep it going. Uh, they're always tough at home, so I'm going to go ahead and take the Ravens. Right on. So we're all on the Ravens. All right, so now we have our fancy studs and duds for the week. Um, Drew, you can go first with your stud. Uh, 
Thank you, because sometimes my stud gets taken, so I like going first this week because I have a feeling I might take somebody else's. But uh, I'm going to go with Kyle Pitts. I think it's going to be the Kyle Pitts coming out party this week just by sure fact that Ryan has nobody else to throw to. Kyle Pitts is an emerging talent. He's He is a very good player. I also like, as a deeper play too, is Leonard Fournette this week. I think Leonard Fournette has a really, really good game against Miami. So there's going to be my two guys that um, aren't, you know, your typical first and tenth pick in, in, in fantasy numbers here. They're a little deeper. So that's who I'm going with. Right on. Keith, who's your stud? Yeah, so I haven't been very good at this so far this year, so I'm, I'm going to be a little bit of a I'm going to be a little bit of a homer here as well. Uh, my pick is C.D. Lamb of the Dallas Cowboys. Nice. Um, I think we're going to get a lot of James Bradbury locked down on Amari Cooper this week. Uh, C.D.'s been really quiet to start this season. He he had a lot of hype in the offseason as far as fantasy circles go. So uh, we haven't really seen him get going. He did, hasn't gotten a whole lot of looks. So uh, as they say, the squeaky wheel gets the grease, and I think that could be this week for C.D. Right on. I like that pick. I, I think that um, he could certainly get going. Um, I'm going to go with Zach Wilson. I think that uh, he is going to have a big day against a terrible secondary in Atlanta. And, um, you know, it's in it's a London game. I don't know. I feel like he got cooking last week against a shitty Titans defense, and he's going to carry that over and uh, continue it this weekend against the Falcons. Moving it on to our duds. Keith, you can go first. Who is your fantasy dud for the weekend? Yeah, so last week I crushed this pick. I picked DJ Moore, and he only put up like 31 and a half fantasy points. So, uh, round of applause for me, please. Um, yep. No, this. In, in, in lieu of that pick, I'm going to go a little bit reverse psychology this week. I have Allen Robinson on just about every one of my fantasy teams. <laughs> so, I'm going to pick Allen Robinson this week, and I hope he puts up 30. Right on. Yeah, I, I, we've been joking among, about the duds in our uh, text group because yeah most of the time we're picking duds it's like an automatic start like all right start him up he's gonna get 30 so i I like the reverse psychology drew who is your dud can i pick josh gordon is that is that is that legal sure go for it i'm just joking i'm just joking it's just kind of funny um this week oh man i'm gonna i'm gonna go with um man this is always tough for me i'm gonna say debo samuel has an off week this week and doesn't okay. produce what he's been doing, who's been an absolute monster, by the way. He has been a monster. So um, because of that, I don't think he can keep it up. I think uh, Arizona can keep him at, at bay a little bit, and now a new quarterback's coming in. So I'm going to go with Debo Samuel. Right on. I'm going to go with a person that I hope that the – I mean, I hope the reverse psychology maybe works because I've got him in a couple leagues. But I'm going to go Travis Kelsey. I think the Buffalo Bills, um, I think their defense is good. I think they hold Kelsey in check, and if I'm wrong on this, it means I'm going to get a lot of points on my fantasy team, so it doesn't hurt me too much. All right, um, final thing. If we were, <laughs> we were uh, still in a suicide pool, who would we be taking this weekend? I'll go first. I'm going all day Tampa Bay. I think they go crazy against the Dolphins. Keith, who would you have taken? Uh, I'll roll with the Vikings as a little bit more off the radar pick there i think that the uh the lions have so many troubles and you get the vikings at home so i think they get back on track this week and and get going right on drew who you got well they were both my picks so let me see here um 
I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Panthers this week. Nice. Yeah, like, I'm gonna go with the Panthers. Either that or Dallas, but I think I yeah Panthers. They're I like, gonna win. I like the Panthers at home. I think that's a pretty solid, safe yeah. pick. Um, at, from what we've seen from so far this year, I like that team. All right, so we've covered all the games. I can't wait for these games to get started tomorrow. And gonna by the time you people are listening to this, there's probably already gonna be football on TV in the morning on Sunday. We appreciate all you guys taking the time to listen. Make sure to share this podcast with your friends. Check us out on our social media feeds, on our Instagram, our Twitter. Um, Make sure to uh, subscribe to the pod. Give us reviews. It helps us out with the algorithms. I can't even talk. Um, But, yeah, we really appreciate everybody taking the time to do all all that. We really enjoy hanging out with each other, talking football, and the fact that we have people listening is that much cooler. So we appreciate all that. Um, We will be back Monday night to break down all of the Sunday action. And, yeah, we can't wait for it to get started. So until Monday, we are out. Peace.